When we share our stories with one another, we inspire each other. We help each other to grow. We also help one another to feel less alone. I'm Amanda Solar. I'm the host of Soulful Connections, and I'm the founder of SoulfulLiving.com. Join me and let's connect. Connection. So this episode features Roseanne. If you have not heard the podcast before, you don't know Roseanne. But if you have, you know that Roseanne is my best friend since first grade. And when Roseanne comes on, it's not an interview. It's a conversation. Um, Roseanne heard my podcast called Unpopular Opinions, where I just sat there and told my opinions Um, and my opinions tend to go against the mainstream, I think, maybe. Maybe everybody thinks that. So I called them unpopular opinions. Well, Roseanne has something to say about my unpopular opinions. Um, You know, and she probably, knowing my bestie, doesn't agree because she's not my best friend because she agrees with me. One of the reasons we're best friends is because we are very authentic with one another. But I told Roseanne, that the price of admission for her to expound or question my unpopular opinions, her her ticket, her boleta, if you're taking Duolingo Spanish like me, that's Spanish for ticket, is that she has to share some of her unpopular opinions. And the offer is out there for anyone. If you want to come on and share your unpopular opinions, the offer is open, but no fighting, no fighting. This isn't a chat group on Facebook or Instagram. You must just really just share your opinions and we can agree to disagree or maybe I'll even agree with your unpopular opinions. So anyway, here goes. Welcome, Roseanne Griffiths. So Roseanne, let's get to it. Your price of admission to talk about my unpopular opinions is that you have to share your unpopular opinions, right? Okay. Yeah. Cause I listened to yours and I thought, gosh, I got some questions for you, girl. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, first, before you ask your questions, what is an unpopular opinion that you have? Well, yeah. So here's a timely one. Um, I do not like these national, these new national holiday things. So <gasps> yes, what was it yes. yesterday was national daughter's day. Okay. What is that? Right. You know, I mean, how many more freaking holidays can there be? <laughs> and, and first of all, the national holiday, who's deciding that? Like, is there a board that says, oh, we're going to have a new, <laughs> like, where's that even coming from? I mean, don't get me wrong. I got two daughters, love them, but I actually will not be a part of that. It's almost on spite because the whole thing, I just feel like is so dumb. <laughs> I, well, can't, I, can't, 
I can't get behind it, Amanda. <laughs> Just can't. Man, I gotta say, I agree with this unpopular opinion. And okay, so two things. Number one, I gotta tell you that when I Google just now, I Googled what it, when is it celebrated? It's like some people celebrate it September 25th. Some countries it's October 1st. Some it's September 28th. So they're not even like consistent. <laughs> and they're doing this in other countries, huh? Okay. Apparently. <laughs> and I mean, it's so weird. You know, you're right. I'll say I did it. I logged on this morning, the day after National Daughters Day, because of course I didn't know that it was National Daughters Day until I looked at my social media feed late Me last too. Night. Me too. But then I Me thought, too. well, you know what? I have to talk about this whole, everything that's happening in Iran. And somehow I just mm -hmm. kind of used it as a platform to do that. But I 100 percent agree with you and i'll go a step further they even have a national dog day and a national puppy day <laughs> like i know right days. i was thinking that too i mean you know i, I love my dog <laughs> I i'm all over it but <laughs> i just think a national dog day i mean i don't know i and i get maybe it's just like a fun little thing to do but I do think there's also a flip side because, you know, isn't Valentine's Day hard enough on people that don't yes. have a romantic love in their life or have lost somebody they love? And and now it's like, you know, what if you have a difficult relationship with your daughter or what if you are the daughter and it isn't pretty? And, and now it's this big National Daughter Day thing. I don't know. I just feel like it just bugs me. So well, that's probably not very because my social media was covered with daughters and it was no. nice to see their faces, I will say. But I just thought, oh, I just can't get behind it. No, I'm with you. I'm with you. Maybe next year I won't even do it. I will say it's even more insidious when you actually read about it because, mm -hmm. oh, this is, this disturbs me. And this is my unpopular opinions about so many things coming out. It literally says this, Roseanne. Every parent should make their daughter feel like a princess or the little oh, angel they are. <laughs> oh, I can't stand it. I just can't stand it. Oh. It's weird. Well, okay. You go, because you've just given rise to another unpopular opinion. So I'll, wait, I have to say it because it's kind of related. Can I? Oh, seg segue into it. Yeah. Yeah. These whole I'm going to celebrate what gender my kid is. Oh, I haven't heard about this. So you guys share oh. this a little more with me. Okay. So Roseanne, people have gender reveal parties. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Yes. Like what baby you're having. Is it, yeah, a girl or a boy? Yeah. And then they blow up all the balloons or the fireworks yes. go off and it's in a red or, you know, in, in a color, <laughs> pink or blue. And right. Oh my God. So stupid. It's so oh. weird because people have the blue for the boy. And then even people are like, oh, it reminded me when I saw the little princess. It's like we we already are super weird about genders and, and not just in America, in the world. We're really weird. Yes. I mean, about yes. gender. And then we have these weird like, yay, it's a boy or it's a girl i don't know see that's definitely an unpopular well, yeah. opinion and but... it's a boy but it might not be staying a boy so there's that's that, right you know it's that's like right just, it it's is, so it true is I, think it's, I think it's just dumb 
the, the, the national days are dumb and the gender reveals are dumb. So yeah, you're right. I agree. I think that's dumb. Okay. I, I don't next. like it either. Yeah. Next. So you talked a little bit about TV or, or movies that you didn't like. One was Forrest Gump, which I have to say, I, I'm considering maybe a divorce between you and I, because <laughs> I think that's the coolest movie ever. Oh, <laughs> so I don't know my what gosh, in our Roseanne. friendship there, but I love that movie. I just oh, think it's clever and entertaining, and oh. I liked it, Amanda. Roseanne, <laughs> I don't know how we can continue. I, I know, I'm wondering the same thing. I hear you, sister. I don't know. We're going to have to find a way to get over it. Yeah. Well, listen. But go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> I'm listening. Well, I was just going to say, I'm not even thrilled with a million Tom Hanks movies in case people no, don't okay. hate me enough. Yes, I'm not a giant Tom Hanks fan either. I'm not somebody who seeks out his movies. Um, so I, I hear you there. I, I do. But I like but him. I do. I like him as seemingly as a person too. Yes. Right. Yes. But on that point of not liking unpopular or having an unpopular opinion about a very well-liked movie, I did not like The Wizard of Oz as a kid, and I don't like it as an adult. I think it's just weird. So that's my unpopular opinion about a beloved movie that okay. I did not like as a child, still don't like. Um, I just, and, and again, it has a nice little message. I get that, you know, just as far as Gump has nice little messages, but I just thought Wizard of Oz was scary and creepy and just weird when I was a kid. And I haven't changed my opinion on that. Okay. I will tell you that this in Victor Solar's mind is going to be blasphemy, Roseanne. You <laughs> have just ripped his heart from his chest. And, oh, and Victor and I usually get along so well and have similar opinions. I know, but he loves the Wizard of Oz with the passion of a thousand sons. Oh, yeah. You no know, thanks. I liked it. I liked it. I was scared by the witch, but I liked it. But Victor I was scared loves by it. those monkeys. Yeah, I remember the monkeys were yeah. weird. Like I just I, mean, I don't were. know. It, I get it. It felt creepy. It felt creepy to me as a kid, and as an adult, I watched it again and went, "Yeah, I still don't like this. I don't like this movie." <laughs> um, well, Roseanne, I get that the message of the Wizard of Oz. Like I get that message, right? the message of Forrest Gump? Well, I think the message is, okay, to me, and maybe I'm looking into it a little too much, but the message is sort of like, we're all kind of connected, you know, all, all sort of uh, experiences in life somehow are all, can be all interconnected. You know, the way they show him at certain places with other people in, in, in historic places in history, interesting places in history. And he shows up in the background. And I don't know, to me, that gets you thinking like, yeah, we really are, you know, we really are all a part of everything with each other. So I, I find that, I guess I found that really interesting in that movie. That's okay, well, I liked a lot about it. So here's the thing, I love, that message that's a great message so i'll give you that i hate the movie but maybe i need to watch it again 
but I don't know if I can make myself. It's like trying eggplant. Like, do I really want to do it? I don't know. I don't feel like it's I do. A long, it was a long movie and there were parts of it I didn't like. I really didn't enjoy the, the Vietnam segue, you know, and when they came back from Vietnam and some of the things that went on, I, I wasn't too thrilled about about some of that. I thought, oh, I could we could have done without a little bit of that. But all in all, I found it I found it very entertaining and very clever. Okay. I, I thought it was clever, but I still but, love you. you. Know, and, and I <laughs> And like other TV, like I hate reality TV. I think reality TV is also really dumb. I, I don't even, because reality TV to me is so far from reality that I don't even know why they call it that. Yes. Yeah. I find it the most irritating things on TV are reality TV shows of all levels from, you know, the, the California housewives to those people living in Alaska. I think all of it is just dumb. Well, what about Survivor? Love it. Yeah, but see, that's not really reality TV. It's sort of like a little game they're playing. Okay. You know, on, yeah. yeah. So that's not it. But like the people that actually live in Alaska, they're showing their life. Oh, and, God. Know, yeah. I house, haven't seen that these one. Housewives of Orange County and, yes. you know, the Kardashians. I'm like, really? That's real life? That's reality yes. TV? <laughs> Seriously now? Is it? Because it isn't. Yes. <laughs> it isn't any reality I've ever seen. That's for sure. Um, so, yeah, yeah, I don't like it. I think it's boring well i'm there with you except that when i was just a few months ago i started watching the real housewives of beverly hills and yeah i totally agree with you and i hate myself for it but i'm a little entranced by it i i know it's shameful it's one of my most shameful secrets i'm not proud of it but there you have it yeah it's like you know you can't take your eyes off a car crash. You want yeah. to, but you can't. You got to see what happens. <laughs> I don't know. Ugh. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. 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 But um, I'll agree with you on Dirty Dancing. I hated that movie. I thought that movie was inappropriate in so many ways. Didn't like it. Yeah. Um, so you, you and I are, you and I in are sync good there. there. Good. We're good there. Yes, we are. And you know, I love my football. So that's just going to have to be something we don't oh, talk about from here you on know, out. Here's, you know, and here's the thing. I fully recognize that that is a true unpopular opinion because, oh my gosh, people do love their sports, you know? And yes. yeah, I, I definitely, you know, yes. I, it's not Americans don't love sports as much as they love guns because <laughs> they love guns yeah they love they love guns well and i think for for me like i like all, a lot of sports but i do have a love for football and maybe it's simply yeah. because of how i grew up i have real yes. fond memories of it you know my father always yes. had season tickets to the eagles games and he took us as kids um i remember going to the games with my dad um, watching the games with my dad, just really, it was really fun, really, really fun. Yes. Something we all did together. And so, you know, my son is a super big football fan and he is, you know, got it. He's got every statistic in his head and he's fun to watch yes. football with. He's just telling you every inside and outside of the game. Um, so, so yeah, it becomes sort of a real family thing, I think for us in my past and present. So I still really love, 
really love football. And you know what? I will say this about that particular unpopular opinions. I don't like sports, but I'm not against them. Do you know what I mean? Right. Like I'm against Forrest Gump. (laughs) But I'm not against I'm not against um sports, you know? Like I'm in the house while while Victor's watching the game. And I grew up, you know, my family, my I have a sporty family. Um somehow I just came out, you know, not liking them, but I don't hold it against anybody. You guys can like your sport as long as I can sit in the corner ignoring it all with a book. Um, right. Oh, yeah. Have any other opinion, unpopular opinions, Roseanne? Well, off the top of my head, the only other thing I can come up with, and again, I don't know why this seems to always go back to like TV shows, but I do not like cartoons for adults. I don't understand oh, that either. Yes. Like something like The Simpsons. Yeah. How do people watch that? What, what I'm you, with what, you out of that I, I don't even I don't know I don't think I am with you I just think it's stupid I think it's Me stupid too. so Roseanne, there's that <laughs> we're back to being friends because I so agree with that okay I have a few more that I've thought oh, of good. since my last podcast <laughs> I think working hard is not the virtue everyone thinks it is I think yes. I can right I mean, yeah. I, I was, I remember sitting in a um, meeting years ago of these top business leaders and they used to say, oh, I haven't taken a vacation with my family in 10 years or. And they're I proud would, of that, right? They're proud of it and people aren't yes. impressed by it. Yes. Yes. And, and I'm going to tell you that I just read a really great article in the New York Times and it was about. It was titled, I think, Low Power Mode. And it was when you see how this one guy was, was really a bit of a workaholic and how when he saw this, the title Low Power Mode on his iPhone, it rang, it really resonated with him where he said, wow, even my phone is saying, I'm overloaded. I got too much going on. I'm running out of steam. I need to basically drill down and only do the things that matter the most right now because I don't have enough to give to everything you want to do. And that's what your phone is saying to you in low power mode. And that's what it's going to do. It's going to kick off all the things that aren't important. It's going to shut things down early. And he said, that's now what he's doing. In his job, he is now basically doing really what needs to be done to to get her by and get it done, as opposed to this extreme. And it's changed his life. And I love that. I read that and thought, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm in agreement there. That's me too. I'm going to do really almost not really the bare minimum, but kind of, you know, well, kind of you know, what needs to be done, not going extreme. I anymore. remember my dad many years ago, um, I was driving into the office with him. Um, he was going into, you know, his office and he was saying, you know, Amanda, people treat me really well at my job, you know, because I have a certain, you know, level is in the Navy and they're kind of hierarchical. And when you reach a certain level, even though he was a civilian, people are very respectful. And he said, I want to tell you, it's kind of easy to get that in work because if you do A and B, C happens, right? 
um, he said, now with your mom, I can do A and B and C and D. And your mom might be really annoyed with me. And, you know, she might even yell at me. Whereas the people at work are, are really treating me great. But yeah. he said, that can be addictive. You know, you can want to get in there and work all day because the rewards are very clear. But he right. said, you know, when I'm old, those people aren't going to be with me. Your mom is going to be with me. And so that is the messier, more challenging arena, but it is the more important arena. And that kind of stuck with me. Yes. Yeah, I agree. And that's a bit of a new thought process for me too. You know, mm -hmm. not, not killing it all the time. You just don't need to kill it all the time. You really don't. Right. Right. And then here, here's a really unpopular opinion. Okay, Roseanne, this is going to generate hate. Don't, don't stick by me with this because it might be dangerous for you. I hate this whole, I'm in the line at Starbucks and I'm going to pay for the car behind me. Oh, that is stupid too. <laughs> oh, that really, really gets me going. I, I agree, Amanda. I hate it too. I think it's ridiculous. Ridiculous. Me too. Now, I, if I, I don't know, I just, there, what, that's supposed to be like a random act of kindness? Yes. Um, I don't like it. You know, I just, I don't like it. I don't either. And you know, I think, listen, what would be really kind is if you saw somebody sitting alone, maybe a homeless person, they can now sit in Starbucks, go get them a cup of coffee, you know, maybe sit with them for a second. That's kind, you know, but this whole yeah, kind of like, I, Oh, I I'm just going to pay for them. I don't, yeah. I don't need a stranger to buy me a cup of coffee. That does nothing no. for to elevate my day. It really no. does. And then do I pay for the next one? And it, it's just a whole, it, it, I just, creates anxiety and it only happened to me once where I was in the Starbucks line and I got up to the drive-thru and the woman said oh the car in front of you paid for your latte and then she looked at me and laughed and she said but you don't want to pay for the people behind you because they ordered like seven things and I'm thinking yeah you're right I, I, I don't I, but I handed the girl like the money for a tip for that coffee that I you know Right. So she benefited probably with the double tip, which is a nice act of kindness, I think. Right. But yeah, I broke the chain because I'm not buying seven lattes for the car behind no. me. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. And you know, it, it, first of all, it gets to my other, it's not really an unpopular opinion, it's just an opinion, but I hate um, a lack of originality. It's one of my least favorite qualities. It's kind of why I, I can't right. stand it where people repost you read this post and you think oh my gosh that's so touching and then they're like I didn't write this <laughs> I just copied and pasted yeah. it from you Janie you know and you're like well right. what's that about right. exactly you and you know we want to do acts of kindness for people you know buying somebody a coffee that doesn't need you need you to do that yes. for them it, it, I don't know it I just feel like we need to be more mindful and watching for places where we can make a difference in people's lives. You know, for instance, I've been in a situation where I've been at the grocery store and I've seen, 
you know, the person in front of me have to put something back because they didn't have enough money for it. And I think to myself, now that that I can get behind to say, no, yes. get that. here's five dollars. And and really, trust me, I've been there where people have given to me when I've needed it. And it feels good to be able to give that back, you know, to somebody else yep. that needs it. Now that matters. But yeah, just find somebody you don't know a coffee. That doesn't feel like anything meaningful to me at all. I agree with you. I agree. We can talk more about yeah. that on Friday's podcast because we're going to be talking. We're going to be doing a whole podcast about kindness. So that'll be interesting to hear people's thoughts about that. So here's another opinion. Uh, uh, I don't know, unpopular opinion. I think the whole way that school is structured is really outdated. I think it hasn't changed really since you and I were in school or even right. before that. Yes. And I think that, you know, they teach subjects the same way pretty much they break for lunch in the middle of the day they start the business day at the same time the school day at the same time and it's all just so that I think it's just so we can do something with our kids while we work because we're obsessed with working which goes back to my other opinion about working hard is like next to godliness and I right. don't agree Yes, I think you're right. You know, school, I don't know how that could ever change. It needs to be really thought about. Um, you know, all you need, trust me, is a kid with a learning disability in, in the regular school program to realize how messed up it is. Yeah. You know, I certainly had that experience. And, you know, I can tell you of the struggle to try to get some resources that help this child who's learning who can frankly learn anything there is to learn, but needs to learn it differently. Yes. Needs to learn it at a different setting or a different, um, at a different pace potentially. And finding those resources for that one kid that falls out of the norm is, is so difficult, so, so difficult. And there's gotta be a million kids out there that are struggling to you know, keep going. There, there's, there's so many better ways, I think, small things that can be done in the classroom to make it a big, big difference. But yeah. who's gonna, you know, how's that, how's that gonna change? You know, you I know, don't who, know. Because it feels I think, like a huge nut to crack. Oh, there's so many huge nuts. I mean, our prison system, I mean, all of these systems, because first of yeah. all, you do have people that are just married to systems. You know, whether they say it or not, people love the way things have always been. It's just, uh, you know, something that people really love. I think it's more unusual to love change. Um, right. But I can think you tell me, can you tell me a little bit more about was something you would like to see different in, in, the, in this classroom system, in the, in the whole school system? Well, I think, for example, I will tell you that one time one of my kids was having challenges with reading and I went in to see, I thought, oh, I can't wait to see how they're treating kids who have challenges with reading. It was just more of exactly the same way they teach reading. It was like exactly the same. So number one, I think I would love to see innovation and really great minds and thinkers 
look at the different ways in which people think and maybe have different options, you know? Um, yes. And I mean, honestly, I think that's not too outrageous. Um, I also think, uh-oh, unpopular opinion coming up, Roseanne. Right. You know, one of the things I, think, I would like to see, too, is for school. What's that? No, I was just going to say, I think that instead of the pledge, they should do a, a meditation. <laughs> yep, I know, people. You love your pledge, but I don't... <laughs> I don't think it's necessary. I think it's, what are we like in some sort of, I don't know, remember I would see China and people are all out there in these blue suits kind of, Yeah. I, I just don't get I don't the feel whole. It's, I don't feel it's necessary anymore either. I, I don't really know why that's done. I don't, I don't know. But I don't, Meditation would be powerful though. I agree with you. And that was what I was just about to say. I, I think what we need to start adding to a school program is something like um, a, like a, like a maybe a sociologist or, or a psychologist who's coming oh, in yeah. to an elementary level program and teaching about you know coping skills and anxiety and you know all of those things that, like why isn't that part of a learning process for our kids at a young age and meditation you know just ways to you know ways to ways to cope basically so yeah. I feel like that's a real missing piece even in younger elementary education. Yeah, and even gym. I mean, again, I was I always talk to the kids, what are you learning in gym? And it's just like the same types of things you and I did in gym. And there's so many things that they understand about wellness and health and um, physicality that they could be incorporating. Uh, Absolutely, you know? right, yeah. And, you know, I mean, then it's a whole story for another podcast if we get into how history is taught and um so on and so forth but i do think there's something about i'm learning about meditation right now and one of the things that i'm learning is that meditation helps people go beyond conditioned thought and i think part of why i like talking about unpopular opinions whatever they are, and we all have different ones, is because conditioned thought, these kinds of, will never change the world, you know? And right. I think we're here not to just revisit the same exact things that our great grandparents did. You know, we, you wake up, you go to school, then you go to work, and then you get married, and then you have two kids, and then you work really hard, and then you retire, and then you die. <laughs> Like I just, yeah. <laughs> you know, we should be moving, moving ourselves forward a little bit somehow. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It's, you know, it just makes life more interesting. Honestly, you know, one True. of the things I fear most is boredom. I hate boredom. You know, yeah. I think, oh gosh, thank goodness. There's so much to read out there. You know, that you'll, sometimes I think, gosh, I hope I live long enough to read all these things I want to read, but I'm pretty sure I won't. Um, there's just so much to learn, so much we don't know compared to what we do know. There's so much we don't know. It's, right. It makes it very, very interesting. And I don't want to imply that hating Forrest Gump moves the world forward. <laughs> right. But it gets us talking it, and it might give you different insight. You might see something in something that I don't see. And now we have different, a different insight about it. That's cool. That's a great point. 
And that's really a great point. Maybe, you know what we should do another pot. Cause I have somebody who's coming on the podcast soon who I think she did like her college thesis or something or her master's thesis on Forrest Gump. You guys will all probably hear about it soon. And maybe we need like a Forrest Gump viewing party and then a follow-up discussion, like a group discussion. That would be fun. I would do it for sure. And then maybe we'll do the same thing since I'm sucking it up and watching Forrest Gump. Maybe you'll have to suck it up and watch The Wizard of Oz. <laughs> yes, I would do. I would watch it again, but not enjoyably. <laughs> not be liking it. <laughs> I totally understand. I don't feel the same way, but I do understand. I mean, those monkeys, I don't really. I, you know what I will say? The book. Did you ever read The Wizard of Oz, Roseanne? I, you know, I don't think so. Now that I think okay. about it, I don't think I have. The book is amazing. It was a okay. really phenomenal book. So yeah, I could see that. I could. I could see that. Yes. Yeah. And it was quite different in many, many ways because, you know. Well, Roseanne, I really appreciate that you are indulging this line of thinking. And this is one of the many reasons why you are my best friend. Many other reasons make you my best friend, but this is one. <laughs> and you know what? I think it's timed perfectly because I think I just lost you. So I'm gonna say goodbye for both of us and thank you, Roseanne, for coming on. Right, well, at least we can laugh about our differences of opinion. Hey, thanks for listening. Giant thank you goes out to show advisor Roseanne Griffiths, the talented musician Bill Aronson, who wrote, produced, performed the Soulful Connections theme song. And a thank you goes out to Brad Sanders for creating the Soulful Connections logo. Love it. That's new this year. So much gratitude to these guys and to my friends and family who continue to listen and guide me. And once again, to you for listening. I would love to hear from you. Please shoot me an email at soulfullife at gmail.com. That's S-O-L-F-U-L-L-I-F-E at gmail.com.